Welcome to the MA Roadshow, episode number 287. My name is John Morgan, and Oscar Willis is with me. Hello, hello. L- a little bit of hot tea in your life <laughs> from the award-winning There we are. I was the waiting Mac for Life. it. I was worried you weren't going to say oh, it. No, I was going to have to correct you. I, got, wait, I, I keep giving you the award, by the way. I said the award-winning. I meant the award-nominating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've basically just given you the award. Well, look, they're meant to give it out this month, so if you want to save them the hassle of the whole ceremony and stuff, I'm happy to agree. I didn't even think about that. Are they going to give that out while we're here? I have my I doubts. Can't remember <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's true. And by the way, when I say here, I should say we are, well, first I'll say the, the broader term. Yes. We are back on Fight Island. We have made the return trip to Abu Dhabi. This five-week stretch is getting underway, which is, um, look, it, it's exciting. It, it's cool. It's, it's good to be back. Now, week three, week four, week five, yeah. we'll, we'll see how we're doing. <laughs> so, so that's where we are. But more specifically, and if you're a frequent listener to the MMA Roadshow, you know exactly where we are. We're right back in stills. Yeah, at Mr. Morgan's table. At Mr. Morgan's table. I mean, if, we're right back in the office. In fact, for once, I actually beat John to the, the bar slash restaurant, mostly bar, uh, yesterday, and the first thing the lady said was, where's Mr. Morgan? <laughs> is he not back? Did he not come back? I was like, don't worry, he's, he's on his way. So good, so good. It, it is, I will say, it's a little bit deja vu. I mean, we're at the same table. Now, they, they cha- we did have a, a, a round table before, I believe, yeah, didn't we? we? Now we've got a square table. Perhaps they wanted us closer to the plug. That's what it is. And they, they knew this would be a better table for us. But, I mean, we're pretty much sitting in the exact same spots <laughs> we were before. Couldn't be more similar. It is too funny, man. So it's uh, if, if, But, look, as of right now, it feels good to be back. It does. And let's see how chipper these voices are <laughs> on the fourth podcast. We'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. So we'll get into, we'll get into uh, the fight card that we're, we're dealing with this week, USC 253. Of, of course. I mean, it is a blockbuster. It's a fantastic matchup. But I guess just given the overall feel of Fight Island, um, you know, look, it's, it's very similar to what we saw last time. You know, I, I will say it's, um, it's, a, it's a little bit smaller this time. I think the whole process is a little bit lessened than it was last time so but as far as like the attention to detail what we're seeing all that stuff very very similar so if you if you saw it the first time around I mean look all the all the the safety steps are being taken uh you know they've added the fact that we can actually get food delivered to our room this time which wasn't something we could do before but now uh they they, they deliver it to you in hazmat suits like uh, somebody in hazmat suit knocks on your door and hands it to you whereas before they would just set it outside your door knock on it and walk away now they hand it to you but while they're wearing a hazmat suit yeah, and you know, it's the little things, John. It's the little it's things a, that make you feel really appreciated. It's a little touch of service. Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as the differences of the hotel, um, you know, the rooms are about probably the same. Just about know. the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we may have gotten some pretty nice rooms. Yeah. We don't need to get into all that but, right now. But, yeah, no, it's like it's cool. It's, it, it, it does feel um, – right. I don't know if anyone can relate to this who's listening, but it feels like whenever I go home to the U.K. to see my parents or whatever – as soon as I land and I'm off the plane, I'm in my like my mother's car. I feel like I've been there right. forever. I don't feel like I never went to America. Yep. And same when I land in Vegas, like oh, I've just been in, and it's a very it's a scene, uh, feeling of familiarity. Yeah. And I have that here. It's funny. I never thought about that. I feel that like when I go back to Dallas, yeah. like my parents pick me up and I'm like, well, oh, we're you on know. the bus to the hotel. As we're like in the bus pulling up to the hotel, it's like, fuck it. <laughs> did, did we leave? Yeah, you know? it really wasn't that long ago. I mean, you think about the, the stretch that we had, but but we're right back here. And I think too, I, I will say. Um, 
especially now that we're a couple days in. I mean, we, we left on Sunday, so we both we both covered USC on ESPN Plus 36 on Saturday. We did. Uh, I did a, a quick post-fight show afterwards, uh, the and a half, as you will, over it, by the way, patreon.com slash I mean, go there and sign up. Why aren't you there? I mean, you need <laughs> to be. Um, but then, so I think, uh, did you you didn't sleep at all, right? I, I don't think neither no, one of us, which because there was only like a couple of hours, so um, no sleep. And then we went straight to the airport, uh, jumped on the plane, came over here. I will say, by the way, for people who, again, are frequent listeners, um, as far as my fear of flying that's been developing, my weird fear of flying that's been developing. Yeah, yeah. I I actually, uh, so I'll relive it for anybody that doesn't know. I actually was supposed to go see my parents uh, while I was uh, back, and uh, I had a panic attack and couldn't get on the plane, man. Is that right? Do you know, it's funny you say that. So one time a few years ago, actually, ironically, before I lived in Vegas, I was coming back going from Vegas to Seattle so I wasn't right. in like the best of condition right. on the plane I had a fucking panic attack sitting down there and I literally had a moment where I was like I need to get off this plane but I'm going to be that guy getting off the plane and I fucking just didn't, just know, what did to, didn't know what to do just froze I, was I, like, oh. I had it before I was sitting in my chair waiting to board and I, I, I could not like my I could not get out of the seat That's to get on board. And it really was to me. It was well, more flying American. Is that what it was, John? <laughs> yeah. It, well, you know what it was is uh, it, it, it's not really so much the um the flight. Like I'm not afraid of the plane. It's it, it's claustrophobic. You know what yeah. I mean? But with this, I think. It wasn't a problem for me the other night. I mean, in, in fairness, uh, I did have a little bit of dad's medicine. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? That helps a little bit. Yeah. Um, Courage of the Dutch. The other thing is that uh, it's such a it's such a big plane, and there's so few of us on it that I I, I as I was getting on there, so I ha- I mean I had a few moments like I'm trying to be, I've been working on these mental exercises that I've been reading about and that sort of thing. But anyway, I, I digress yeah, to just say I I, I, it, I I I didn't have as much of an issue. But not to make it like a, a weird like non MMA podcast, but it's kind of weird how that shit can just. Like, Dude, I have almost two million miles. That's what I mean. Like, that's how much I fly. I, this has literally been my life. It's the most bizarre thing. Like, I feel weird even talking about it. Yeah. But I, but I, you know what? I do like talking about it because I'm sure other people deal For with sure. stuff, and I want them to let them know well, that I, it's cool. But I yeah, it's fly, weird. I used to fly all the time until I moved to America, and then the flight I left the U- UK to come to America is like, oh, I, I guess I'm scared of flying because I was fucking shit myself. You guys, that's and, crazy. Th- and then like going back and forth from the UK to America, I would be fu- I had to get medicine for it and stuff like that. And it's Did like, you really? yeah, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? It's Ma- weird, man. Yeah, and then, then with the job, I literally I remember one day it was like I was in the air and I was like, I'm too fucking tired to be scared. Like this is boring now. Like right. like sitting here like all the yeah, time. exhausted. I'm fucking over it. So then I just would stop being scared. But even now, like the turbulent, like we're a bit turbulent in a way. Like every time I'll be like, well. So you get it's crazy, right? But yeah, it's kind of shitty. Yeah, I didn't even. I, I felt bad. I didn't go see my family because of it. But the flight over here was not bad. We got here. We got set up. Um, I, I just want to say, and I mean, as you said, talk. Think, you know, people want to talk about fights, and we're certainly about to get to the fights. Yes. But I don't know if this is too, you know, kind of inside baseball or whatever. Yeah. But I get excited about these fight weeks because we actually, because of the safe zone, because yeah. of the bubble, because of the testing, because probably I guess because the UFC is is regulating the events. They don't have a you know a, the, the Las Vegas Commission, yeah, yeah. the Nevada Commission, but. We we got to do media days in person. We did a press conference Quite earlier a few today. Of them. Yes, <laughs> 18, 18 interviews, my friend. Yeah. Eighteen interviews. We had the entire main card, the entire prelims, just not the early prelims. Um, but man, again, it's I, night I, and day. I, I, it's night and day in terms of how the fighters react, as far as what you can actually observe and yeah. tell. So I, I again, I, I don't want to bore people with the details of being an MMA journalist, but I cannot tell you how but much even, more I enjoy even it. Even an MMA fan, like, look, you can see it in the views themselves. 
fans obviously started off watching those virtual media days and now no fucker watches them because like to uh, and you know we always try and be polite and whatever they're boring as fuck right if it's not the question not to rag on my fellow reporters but if it's not the questions that are very dull the answers are very dull right. even if the question's amazing the answer's gonna be shit because they're just staring at a screen they don't even see who to talk to that's right just yeah, you can't even get you remember they always go back to that the fighter can't even like see the person they're talking to in order to get like a, a, a visual, visual reaction, you know, like yeah. And I, I feel, I, 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 it sounds like we're like, oh, just get rid of them. I actually think like the UFC for making that happen should be commended. Like it, we did when they started doing them, we didn't know if we were going we to be able to have any content. Back. And I remember you and I were saying like, please let that not be the future because it was a bit. And more. it has been right, but luckily they've started doing in person stuff when they can, right? But I thought that was, I thought they were going to just get rid of in person shit forever because it just helped the logistics. Yeah, like this is way easier and so yeah, it's cheaper. I think, I think if they maybe it turned out not so shit, they probably would have considered it, but they are fucking awful. They're boring, man. And I know the people listening agree because no one watches them. So. Yeah, I've seen the views. Nobody's yeah. watching <laughs> them. Uh, so, so listen, we've had that and it's been exciting. Of course, the big one to start out with, and uh, I mean, look, we've got five cars. We're going to have a lot of fights to talk about over the next five weeks. And I think. I, oh, I was going to say, I, I don't know if I should get into this already, but I would argue that probably the Habib Gaethje fight is bigger than Adesanya Costa, right? I think that's fair. But right? cer- certainly uh, general sports, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I Khabib's, so. uh, massive. So I think it's finishing with the biggest fight possible. I think so. I think intentionally. But it's kicking off with a phenomenal fight. Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Um, it's interesting, right? Because the thing is to me, this is a, it's a fun fight. Stylistically, it's intriguing. It's cool, right? Because it's only the second time you've had two undefeated male fighters in a title fight. The Which last is crazy. one being it is crazy, right? The last one being Machida and Rashad Evans, of course. Um, it's a phenomenal fight. I will say that. So the numbers make it cool. There's just something cool about an undefeated fighter, uh, especially two undefeated fighters. I will say I don't think it's the biggest middleweight title fight of all time. And and, and by the way. Both of them very openly admitted that too, which I, I like that. Much to Dana's chagrin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, but I mean, look, if you think about it, to me, Anderson Silva versus Dan Henderson, that was like history of pride coming yeah. over and the crossover. So that was that. And then in terms of just like interest, chill, hands down. Yeah. And I think Vitor too. I mean, and Vitor, I, I will say, Vitor maybe was in retrospect. People were excited about it, but the way it finished. And then it kind of kicked off the Brazilian yeah. revolution, so to speak. So, um, so it, to me, I, I think I, Anderson Weidman too, as well, has a thing. But that's, again, that's but that's based on the first one. And but I mean, I, I would, I, I can't remember how many buys Chael Anderson two did. But I remember that big. I was the only person, who li- only person who liked MMA out of my friends at that time. And that was the only fight that someone outside asked me about. Ever at that point, right. so it you know that was big. Yeah, those those fights were bigger. And it's, look, it's probably not fair to compare Israel Adesanya to Anderson Silva at this point in his career. Look, it took Anderson Silva a long time to be a star. It, it took Chael to make him a star. It did. It, it really took did. Chael to make it him took Chael to make him a star. So because I'll tell you this, from a from a historical perspective, Anderson versus Dan Henderson much far more, much yeah. far much more relevant. But in terms of like buys and casual views yeah. and mainstream attention, that's. They're night and day. Yeah, they're night and day. What well, you mean? You could even argue histo- like uh, in terms of history. I, it seems ridiculous knowing how the fights ended. But like, Rich Franklin is a historical figure in MMA. True. And now Chael has turned out to be. But at that time, you'd say Rich Franklin was more important than right. Chael was. Chael just spoke a lot. It know? was just a, yeah. It was yeah. just the, the presentation. But in terms of the matchup itself, 
Uh, I love this. I really do, yeah, man. Exactly. I think, you know, the, the, the difference in personalities, the difference in styles, though. I mean, you've got Paula Costa, the, 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 the bruising marauder who's going to move forward and press against, you know, the, the, the phenomenal, you know, beautiful counter striker. And, and, and I like it. And, of course, they've had the theatrics. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a very uh, by design type of theatrics. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think, for instance, in Melbourne that uh, Israel out of science Oh my gosh! Is that Paula Costa over there? I, I'm gonna, you <laughs> oh know what I mean? Goodness. I'm gonna take advantage of this moment. You know, I don't think it was things that were happening on the spur of the moment, but yeah. so it was kind of planned. But I, I, but I, I think it worked right. I mean, I think the build up's been fun. I think the build up was perfect for two. I mean, people look at Izzy as like he's not an alpha male, but he is like an alpha male in his own little sort of right way. So to me, it was the perfect build up for the two undefeated alphas who were like, "No, no, I'm the king of the yard. I'm the king of the yard." And they're saying all things, and then they met in the hotel room, and the video got out. And I think for a lot of people, that soured them on it. It kind right. of made it all the fair. I personally have come round on the video. I actually think there's something more to it, and we'll discuss that in a second. But I think the build up was perfect until that moment. It seemed yeah. to have ruined it for a lot of people. And I think actually, like, if you guys just Hold on in there and like start listening. It'll it'll come right round. I agree. So it's funny because you were the one that actually showed me that video because we saw it. I think for the first time at the airport, right as we were waiting to get on the plane, and you showed me that, and you were like, "Ah, oh, man." And, and and I will say on first glance, and I couldn't even hear the audio. Yeah. I was looking over a chair. We were socially distanced, but I was looking <laughs> at your computer screen. Uh, I'd had one of us. One of us were drinking. I'd had a little bit of dad's <laughs> medicine at the time, uh, but I was watching, and, and I was initially. I was like, "Yeah, that is a little bit off." Um, so. Uh, let's uh, a little bit of audio. I, I just all I'm not going to play their full interviews because listen, Izzy and Paulo, God bless him, have done a lot Fuck of yeah. media, and I have got to assume by now that you have either seen the press conference, the media calls, the interviews, the three the, virtual yeah, media yeah, days. The, the, <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen some of that, so I'm not going to bore you with all that. But I specifically asked both Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa about that interaction and what they took from it, and, and here's what they had to say. Uh, I got to ask about the exchange that you guys had that we all saw on tape. I mean, yeah. I saw a lot of people that disappointed. They were like, I thought these were bitter rivals and they hated each other. Well, what happened was I walked past them. If you see them in my story, I, like, I checked them out and he said, what did he say? He said, you good? I was like, I'm great. And then Walido, him muffled something and I doubled back. And I went over there to kind of just check his energy. And I went there, sized him up, patted him on the shoulders to feel how dense he is. I shook his hand because I wanted to feel the kind of pressure he put on from a guy who said I would not shake his hand when I beat him, da 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 So, because he's just like one of those dogs that just barks behind the fence, but when the fence opens up, he comes around and just like real timid. So I could feel that off him, and it's the energy. So I went to check his energy, and I even said, you look skinny. I expected him to take that the wrong way, but yeah, he and Waleed were just giggling like little girls. So I already knew what I, what I already knew. I just confirmed it. I knew that they were going to submit to me. So yeah, he didn't check out when I checked him. So, uh, gotta ask uh, the the video that Vali put out earlier this week of you and Israel meeting. Yeah. A lot of people were surprised. They thought Mitchell? you guys hated each other. <laughs> Me, so, what, yes, what, what happened there? You know, I uh, I don't know what happened because he changed a lot his personality. You know, his persona. Because the uh, the sign that I, I I saw on video conference was very disrespectful guy. He showed his fingers a lot of time to me. But when I met him upstairs, he was very kind, very gentleman. So, you know, I was wait when I, I saw him. I was wait for a different kind of guy. You know, I look for him. And he he came and he g gave his hand to to shake his hand and he asked me, "Oh, how you feel? You feel good?" 
Okay, I'm good. He say, yeah, you look very good for you. He, he say, I, I'm like what I, I'm looking for. What do you like? <laughs> so, but it's okay. If he changed, okay. All right, so there you go. I think when you hear it from them, I do. I think it's worth revisiting. If you're one of these people that, like you said, your first reaction is, oh, my God, this has all been garbage. This has all been crap. I think if you, if you listen to it, I don't think they're lying. It doesn't seem like people that are coming up with excuses. Um, and I think when you hear it, you do get that sense that, like, um, I, I kind of describe it as being, like, uh, especially because I'm the king of it, of, of Adesanya being kind of passive-aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, you are. You know what I mean? Of just, like, of just like coming over there and be, oh. Uh, you well, know. I, I th- so for me, listening to the reaction, I think, I think Israel know, kn- knows what he was doing more than Paulo perhaps picked up. I think there's probably a language barrier there. But I think also just in general, like, a, a personality. But I know when the Submission Radio Boys spoke to Dan Hooker and they were like, what do you think about that? He was like, I know he's around Adesanya. Yeah, Dan explained it. He great. was like, I'm, he's poking the bear. He's like, oh, look at you. Look at him, he's skinny, dude. You know, like he's pretending to be friendly, but he's not. And I, I, when he explained it, I looked at it in that lens, completely got it. I think Costa might have missed that a little bit. I think Costa's a bit like, well, you know, he said he's going to fuck me up. Now he's shaking my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I think it was a lot more... Um, so like seeing your ex going, oh, you stopped going to the gym, did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, it's a, a lot of sort of more like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. What a See, way to describe you, it. You know, it's like, oh, the boyfriend left you because of the haircut. No, oh, oh, it wasn't that. Okay, oh, no, no, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, just, yeah, yeah. So um, use that line before. I like but, that. Yeah, but so I, I think there was a lot more to it. I think it was just a... Uh, because they're kind of shitty quality uploaded to Instagram. Right, right. Most you see, they're kind of like buddy-buddy. I do think Costa and Walid both laughed a lot in it, which kind of made it look more friendly. I don't think Israel was laughing that right. much. I don't know. It's just, it just seemed tense. And yeah. I, I think I think don't disregard the fight or the build. And let's, and, and let's not forget, these two guys have been around. They're professionals. There's a lot of money on the line. A hallway fight for an Instagram video yeah, yeah. is not worth it. Do I think they loathe each other? No. Do I think they find each other irritating and like, oh, fuck this guy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's where we're at. I agree. All right, so let's talk about stylistically the fight. Um, it did take a change. I mean, there was a time for a while we thought it was going to be in Vegas or we weren't sure if it might be in Vegas, which would, of course, mean the smaller cage. I know that Dana White doesn't like to talk about cage size. I know some people believe it matters. Some people don't. There's statistics you can quote either way. But for this type of matchup, I think it does provide a difference. When I think of Israel Adesanya, and Israel even said, look, I don't think it's a big deal. He's like, don't forget, I fought in the small cage at the Palms, and you guys all thought. Rings. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. you guys all thought that. He's like, I don't need the cage. But yeah. when I think about a long, lanky guy who wants to have room to move, who wants to be able to, to slip and counter, I just can't imagine that a little bit of extra square footage isn't a good thing. Well, it doesn't hurt you. Right. right? I, think, I think the small cage, big cage thing is, uh, Dana said at a press conference a while ago that he needs to get the updated stats now they've done loads more fights in this small cage. And I think when he fucking gets those, he might change his argument that it doesn't make a difference because it fucking does. Well, I think when he said that, he was like, oh, there's been more in the bigger cage. I, I don't, that can't be right. What do you mean? More the, finishes? Yes. Yeah, because there more fights in the bigger cage. Do you know yeah. what I mean? now, like, I think I personally can't, I just stay by it, whatever. But I think the, the smaller big cage argument is interesting because there's been fights that I thought smaller cage like Daniel Cormier Stipe I was like smaller cage Daniel was getting him all night and right. Stipe used it to his advantage yeah. that's not to say that like it's not an absolute basically yeah, it's, not, it's an, not an absolute it's not an absolute and I think I think like uh, it's almost like it, you can't disregard it like Israel did like I, did, I was great in like I was great in the little cage it's right. like yeah but you won't find a Paul Costa in the little cage right. so that's ridiculous you can't say that but I I think the cage size probably wouldn't have been the difference maker if it was still a factor. I right. think it was just uh, it was something that we're all excited about, and, and visually, optically, 
the guy who wants to stick and move. And I agree with you, by the way. Like, it, it fucking doesn't hurt him to have a right. big cage. I just don't think it might just going to be the decision maker. So here's my other thing of it. Because I'll be honest with you. I'll just lay my cards on the table now, man. And I love Paulo Costa. I love Bohashinia, man. I'm such a big fan. The first time I saw him, I'm like, this dude has what it takes to be champion. This dude, yeah. this dude obviously looks amazing on the poster. You know what I mean? He's going to catch people's attention. Bro. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to get people's attention. But I like his style. I like his aggression. I like the fact that he's trying to learn English, even though yeah, he's not great, great at it. I mean, I mean I, there's so many things he's I love good, about he's, him. He's good at speaking American. He is good at speaking American. <laughs> so he's good English, at that. Yeah, right? yeah. He struggles with English. Apparently. Fair enough, sir. Fair enough, sir. Uh, the Queen's English is not his strength yet, but American. For, for he's, people who don't realize... They'll all ask him questions in American, and then when I speak to him in English, he has to get the translation. He can't hear Only damn fucking, he has no Not a idea. word. Not <laughs> he, a word. He can't even fake it. Like, yeah. He doesn't, today he doesn't even try. He doesn't even try. At least at the media day, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Today at the press conference, he just looked at me and then just turned to the translator. <laughs> Fuck, like, what? So good. Um, all right, so I'm a big fan. I really am. Yeah. However, I feel stylistically, he is going to play right into Israel Adesanya's style, and I, I do wonder, and I know this probably isn't what USC President Dana White wants to hear. I know it's probably not what fans maybe want to hear. I mean, I do wonder how much of the game plan is or at least should be based on trying to grapple over striking. Now, Adesanya has better defensive wrestling than people want to give him credit for. I mean, it's not so easy as like, oh, bro. Kelvin had just smashed him to the ground. Exactly, it? right? It's not like, oh, he's a pure striker, so like, just wrestle him and, he, and he's got no chance. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like, Paul oh, and that, you know, straightforward winging power shot style is I, – I, I mean, okay, if you land, it works. But I just I, – I, I think that's dangerous. Well, the thing is, Paul is an interesting guy, and this is the first time I've really been able to, like, formulate these thoughts out loud. It's not like Paul is knocking motherfuckers dead. Do you know I mean? It's not like Rumble – like or Nganu, where right. he, you fuck, he tags and you're on the floor. Right. He just hits heavy, you know. But it's not like he didn't kill Uriah Hall. He worked Uriah Hall up and then, you know, like right. it got there. Right. So even if he cracks Izzy like a couple of times or whatever, Izzy's not necessarily going to sleep, you know. So I don't think it's an argument of like it's, you know, it's... it's yeah, it's, like, it's it, like trying to stay away from Nganu, he's gonna basically. Have to, he's going to have to get him like for a while to really work Izzy over. And we've seen Izzy take a shot. Like in the Gaston fight, he took yep. some heavy shots. Oh, yeah. he's, got, he's, he's got a chin. He, he clearly has a chin. Yep. You know, I said that stat to you. He's like, uh, if he wins on Saturday, he'll be 100 to a 6 in all combat sports. You it's know, like Some crazy record. And he's fought big hitters and stuff like that. So I'm kind of, to put it, to get to the point, it's funny. Before this fight week, I was like, man, I think Costa's going to get him, dude. I think I can see him Costa walking down against the cage, unloading on him and doing what he did to Uriah Hall. And now we've seen him in person. And again, it's one of those things like, probably shouldn't read into it, but I'm going to read into it. Now I've seen him in person. I'm like, dude, I think Izzy might put on a fucking shit, like a masterclass. Well, and let's, let's say... I think Costa's going to swing in at air. Like, I think Costa's going to be <sighs> swinging at air. I, I think that's very possible too. And let's, let's throw in, you know, we talked about how great, how much we love... I really like Paul, though, too, yeah. I know. Let's talk about how much we love the in-person media, though, right? Yeah. Like, dude, he, when he came in and sat down for the media day. Now, in fairness, again, these are things we know because we're not in a virtual media day. We're there. We're around. We know for a fact that he did seven hours yeah. of media before he talked to us. I'm not making that up. We're seven. not exaggerating. Yeah. Seven hours of media before he came to us. And incidentally, the first lady who interviewed him, Evelyn from um, Globo, right. she told me he was tired then, and then he did another seven hours. Which... And we'll get into the, the, the tiredness. I want to talk about that when we get to the co-made event. But, yes, so seven hours. 
but when he sat down with us, and this was Wednesday night when he sat down with us. Yeah, uh, 8 o'clock. First of all, he was sniffling a little bit. Yeah. Okay, and second of all, I mean, he basically yawned as he was head on the table waiting for us to stop. So, uh, look, the the, the weight cut thing, I know he says it's not an issue. So, I don't know, all those things, probably not unexpected to see Paulo Costa struggling with a weight cut. I mean, he he even said it. He's like, dude, you have no idea. This thing has to be measured out to the gram or I don't make it. All right, so there's that. Not ideal. Not ideal. (laughs) The other thing, though, I want to ask you about is um, his comments um, at the media day as well, which I thought were interesting, and you and I talked about them a little bit um, before we started recording as well, about how he said, um, listen, I I understand I I can't just chase this guy. Like, I get that I have power, but I can't just go running after him and swinging. Like, if – if he's not going to come to me, i got to go back to the center and reset a little bit. And, and the reason I want to ask you about this is because, A, he's right. Yeah. You can't just go crazy and chase after him or you will get clipped. But, B, that sounds a whole lot like what Yoel Romero did, <laughs> e- except that, like, like to the extreme. Yeah. And so I do wonder, like, when you hear that, like, which side do you go? Because if you go left, you go, absolutely, sir, you were absolutely correct, and that is 100% right. Yeah. And on the right, you go – don't do what Yoel Romero did. Please don't do what Yoel Romero well, did. It's a weird run because in the same interview, Paulo said, you know, if you don't go at him, he won't he won't strike. So if you literally say, well, so I'm going to fucking stand there until he comes at me, it's like we are about to just watch Romero again, you know, because that's the, the two counter-strikers they don't want to lead. Right. So that's concerning. You know, I'd rather not. You know, not that I didn't right. massively enjoy that fight, but it's not, not like I want to watch it ever again. But um, so I was interested by that. And um, again, you mentioned it, uh, the takedowns I didn't address last time, but uh, I know that uh, Costa's coach, he mentioned, like, we're going to take him down and finish him via grounder pound. So I wonder if there's an element of two things here. If the tactics is we're not going to go wading after him because he's going to be too elusive. Like, he's not he's not going to be right. chilling on the cage. He's going to be too elusive. We know that going in. Right. So no more wading after him. So I wonder if their tactic is go try and close the space, grapple, and use the grappling, and if that doesn't happen, reset. And then also, of course, you've got to take into account, like, how many times has Paulo Costa gone? Five rounds? Never? Right. So you would imagine... Don't want to burn up that energy. Yeah, and I mean, okay, you know, traditionally, the guys with the massive muscles, they can go forever and ever and Yeah, ever. of course, of but, course, yeah, but, yeah. So that's going to be waiting his mind. So, too, do, so that's what, does he take rounds one and two off? Does he just chill to, so, so he can get to round three, four, and five, like Romero did against Whitaker right. the second time? These are all playing in. So I actually think that... The, the, the idea of Costa just flying across the cage, I think Dana is going to be a little bit disappointed with that. I think uh, it could. There's a lot more weighing in the favor of Costa going slower at the beginning than faster. And let me just say, there will be nobody booing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, Dana. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, listen, there's you know there's no uh, public pressure to like start to change a little bit. So uh, listen, I, I think you're I think you're right. I think you're onto something there. Now I will throw out one other variable. Maybe what we need is for Paulo Costa to fight exactly like Yoel Romero because that's what causes the space-time continuum to come back together and the <laughs> pandemic the goes pandemic away. Ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, do, I do think this, though. I do think, you know, judging from what we've seen, I do think if Izzy hit Paulo, like, hard, Paulo would abandon that yes. and go a bit crazy. Yes. I, I think Paulo's still uh, the rash, young hot-blooded, uh, I think he said American, not quite, but <laughs> he's a rash, you know, he's the rash, like, right, right. I, I think if, if Izzy, if, if he felt Izzy was starting to fucking tag on him, yeah. 
it it especially if it, like and both of them like to taunt in there as well. Like, oh you know, yeah, so that could be fun too. If Izzy hit him and then taunted, I think Costa would like just go a bit spaz. Uh, I would agree. So <laughs> all right, so term. just laying it out there. Uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like you're on, on board with me. The pick is Adesanya. Yeah, before this week I'd have said Costa, but this week I've seen them and just sort of measuring. I think it's going to actually be. I think Costa. Uh, I think Adesanya will finish him potentially fourth round. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Jan Blahovic versus Dominic Reyes. Um, the vacant light heavyweight title is is on the line. Uh, it's John Jones's belt, of course, uh, <laughs> and, and he's going to say that. To Dominic Reyes. He's going to say. That. Okay, so that's. Let's just start there before we talk about the matchup. Let's get into it because I will say this. I think you and I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. There is no way that on Saturday night in the United States, Sunday morning here in yeah. Abu Dhabi, that we do not see some type of tweet from John <laughs> Jones that says, hey, Jan slash Dominic. That would be the only way I'd ever believe he'd ever turned over a leaf. Right. <laughs> if he didn't <laughs> if he tweet something. Like, he's going to say something, right? Of I hope course. you enjoy your silver medal yeah. or hope, you know, <laughs> keep – I don't know. Keep I mean, it warm Keep it warm boys. for yeah, me, yeah. 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 Or, hey, you know, did they resize it to fit yeah. you or something <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's definitely going to be some Scraps trash Scraps from the table, lads. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so there's going to be something. But I will say this. And, and Jan and Dominic, of course, it is very clear that they are sick of answering the question. But – Listen, that is the topic at hand. I mean, I, I get it. They hate it. And they're professionals. They're not rude about it, but it's just clear that they don't like answering anymore. Yeah. But listen, it's it's natural, and John is going to say it. But I will say this. Um, it's not as if John Jones doesn't have this based on a technicality. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like and, – and, and, and I hate to say it because, like, I'm not trying to be rude or whatever, but, like, if he was stripped because he got into some legal trouble or whatever and you won the belt – like, okay, cool, now I get it. Like, that's no, bro, that's my belt. But if you willingly said, I'm walking away, I'm chasing after something else, that belt is no longer your belt. And I'm not taking away from John Jones because I think mo- anybody that listens to this knows, I believe John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. Um, I, I, I get it. Like, it's not saying that, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't deserve it. Of course, he deserves it to lay claim. But we're not talking about technicality here, right? We're talking about him walking away to chase something else. So I do feel like these guys – deserve to be looked at as, as real champions, right? It doesn't need to have an asterisk next to it. I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think we've reached the point now where the whole John heavyweight thing has gone on for so long now that it's it's sort of commit now. It's time, time to commit. I think fans are ready for him to commit. I think everyone's sort of ready for it. I think everyone's ready for it to now be 205 without John. And I actually think if John wanted to, like, Almost do himself a favor. Don't don't do those tweets. Like right. don't 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 do that. Just can prove that you're just not just shitting. You, you know. could just do the passive aggressive thing, right? Congratulations, yeah. 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 Hey, congratulations, Dom. Listen, doing it the second time is as good as doing it the first time. <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> like something like that. But I just think I understand. No, I agree. I agree. I think I I would like to see him be, you know, the bigger man in this situation or whatever. Like, it's, I'm not saying you can't say anything at all or weigh in at all. But yeah, I, I don't think you need to. Talk that trash. You're, you're going on to something else, and why? Yeah. Why take shine but off I, these I th- guys? But my point is, I think people are ready for light heavyweights not involved John Jones now. Yeah, I think we're ready because you know the guys like thirty. So, and I, I think it's funny because actually, when you look at the state of the division, there are fresh matchups to be made as long as John's not involved. Well, you asked the question at the press conference today, and I think it's a, it's a it fair question. Dom loved it. He <laughs> <Yeah>. loved it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, the qu- and, and the question you asked was basically, hey, listen, um, you know, with John out of the picture, do you think that makes the division more interesting? And I will say, um, I do find the division more interesting without John Jones in sure. it. And, and I know that may sound weird, um, but I think you and I were just talking uh, over a frosty beverage last <laughs> night. Like, you know, I look at, like, for instance, 
it's hard for me to get excited about women's flyweight, women's bantamweight, and, and, and women's featherweight. Now, women's strawweight, even though I think Zhang Lee is a phenomenal champion, yeah. I still feel like there's, there's opportunities. There's people. But Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes, yeah. it's hard for me to get excited about people when they come because I look at them and I go, oh, yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah. fighter. Going to come up short in the title fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's to Not me where – considerably short. Yeah, and that's, that to me is where I had come up – had basically arrived at with John Jones. It's like light heavyweights would come up and, you know, you're – your Johnny Walkers of the world, your hell, even your, you know, I know he just came up, but Ryan Spann is another guy that people are excited about. Um, I mean, I don't know, the, the, you know, Volkan Uzdemir, Misha Serkinov, you know, whoever it may be, you know, these people would come on the scene and you go, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. But you're like, not beating Jones. Even, even I will say, I'll admit it, even Dominic Reyes. I liked his run up to the top and I thought, man, I, you know, nice, nice, I like this guy. Not going to beat John Jones. Now I will say he fought a hell of a fight against John Jones. I scored the fight for John Jones, um, but good lord, man, I thought his execution and it's in those opening couple rounds was just. Uh, see, I, I, scored, I scored it for Dom, even though obviously John came on way harder later right. on. I don't, I, that's a bigger question about John's like tactical change halfway through his career or whatever. Maybe I don't know. I'm just taking different time. Um, <laughs> but I know I'm being silly, but. Uh, yeah, look, I think uh, I think Re- like Dom is Dom is a cutting an interesting figure this at this point in his career, and we're doing going to pull back the curtain as we like to do on the show. It should be really easy to like Dominic Reyes right now because he, even if he didn't, if you, in your mind he didn't get fucked by that fight, right. he came fucking dangerously close to being fucked in yeah, that fight. I agree. So it should be really easy to feel for the guy. Like, damn, dude, like you, you know, great athlete. You, train- I think he came. I will say I think he came close to anybody. I understand Gustafson came close. Yeah. I understand Mahetta came close. But I think he came closer than anybody. But, but so I think he came closer than anybody. So even if you thought he didn't win, like, at the very least you go, wow, this guy has wanted this goal his whole life. Just so close to get there. And then for the judges, he could have won. It got taken away from him. And then he couldn't get a rematch and all this stuff. Like, it should be easy to like him. Very and, sympathetic and, figure. And since then, I feel like his, he's done like a personality shift where he's tried to be as unsympathetic as possible and just be a salty, like, kind of, I don't know. I just, I, to me... I, I would agree with that. And I like Dom, but I would agree, man. His, his, his interviews and his... I don't know. It's probably, again, just because he's so annoyed at being asked about and John I Jones. About, I, but not just that. I mean, like, who are we to say, like, oh, he should be cheerful? Like, the guy think, like the guy should be getting championship pay in his mind. The guy yeah. should be getting pay-per-view points in his mind. So I'm sure it's a... Uh... Okay, so let's, let's go and in, in, in dive into this one, too. I said I wanted to wait and talk about uh, tiredness. One thing we really learned, and I want to remind everybody that, that, that wasn't listening back then or forgot, the one thing we really learned about the first Fight Island trip is that we came here thinking, man... Who is going to be able to deal with the heat? Who's going to be able to deal with the humidity? Because the Habib versus Poirier fight, oh, my God. It was so hot, and we were in this tent, and it was so – I mean, when you were inside there, my God, dude, inside the fighting area was so hot and humid. It was, it was insane, man. So when you think about – man, when you go back and think about – the pressure that Habib was putting on Poirier. And you remember, the, you know, Poirier I obviously... I bumped into a cameraman the other day I hadn't seen. He said, yeah. hey, man. He's like, do you remember me? I was like, no, sorry. And he's like, last time I saw you was uh, at the Poirier-Khabib fight. Right. He was like, we bumped into each other in the airport. And I was like, all oh, right. He's like, he spent an hour and a half telling me how shit Abu Dhabi was. <laughs> he never wanted to come back. <laughs> now we live here. <laughs> now we live here. Yeah, but it's funny. But, dude, that, that, you know, I think about, like, when Poirier... 
you know, infamously kind of kind of broke, basically. I mean, right when he was like, I can't get him off me. Is there's so much pressure, that sort of thing. Dude, I, you can't tell me that that fighting environment he was in didn't yeah. add to that. Like, not only is, am I being, you know, smothered by Habib Nurmagomedov, yeah. you know, this strong guy, but the sweltering heat and humidity is bothering me. Okay, so that's what we thought. Then we got here for the first one, and we figured, like, dude, it's it's actually cold in the venue. Like, it's so yeah. freezing in there. I have to wear a jacket when I'm cage side because I'm kind of weenie like that. It's cold. The biggest item is the fatigue, the tired, the getting the sleep schedule, right? right? Like, So Dominic Reyes sits down the other night, and he's yawning. I mean, and it's clear, like, he doesn't want to be there. And we were like, hey, uh, you know, are you all right, man? Like, I'm just going to say, like, anybody watching this video would clearly think, like, this dude ain't even here right now. <laughs> and he's like, and he's straight up said, he's like, what time is it right now? I was like, it's 5.30 p.m. He was like, yeah, I fight at, like, like. 5 a.m. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly what the his time schedule is. Yeah. Yeah, so so I get it. And and then, hey, let's follow that up. Uh, we were at a press conference today that was at, you know, noon. Yes. <laughs> Which would be, hopefully, I think, for him when his after party is. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I just want to throw that out there that, like, if you're trying to look for some kind of uh, inside knowledge, you know, some kind of intangible – uh, follow fighters on social media, see what you can do, and see who looks like they're dealing with sleep right and not right. The fighting environment is fine. It's uh, it's sterile even, you know what I mean? It's cold <laughs> in there. Um, what the problem is is people that are sleeping or not. So I think that's a, that's a big one. And for what it's worth, Dominic looked really, really, really tired the other night. But that's not Saturday night, Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, and of course that you know you could be tired, but then you get punched in the face, the adrenaline kicks in and stuff. And you like wake that. Up. I, yeah, I just think, uh, but it's like they don't even get much time to warm up either. You know, they wrap their hands at the hotel, they get shipped over on a bus. So even yeah. if you had been warming up at the hotel, you're cool on the bus. So then you get there, and then I think you get a little room. And I don't know how much um, how much time you really get. It's a it's a unique experience that I think it's very hard to prepare for. I also I, I will feel for the athletes like. This idea of like I'll come here and I'll just sleep on this schedule. No, you fucking won't, son. Nope. Like they, they will. You have duties at the directly conflicting time to your fight schedule. Good stuff. In, even even us, and you know, some would even say we're more important than the fighters. Job. I mean, you know, I mean the the fighters. Let's be honest. Each of those fighters, they're here for one week each. <laughs> we're here for five weeks. You that's understand a long time. that? I that's mean, a long time. I, I like the argument. I like where you're going with that. So, but. Um, even, even, just kidding. We yeah, are of course, please, yeah, yeah. But even even we like you know the weigh-ins are. At the time, we should be sleeping for fight night, right? So it's just, it's just it's 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 tough. And I think if you guys, if you remember the last fight island, like some of the earlier fights, particularly, were a little bit lackluster. Yeah, in fact, quite a few fights were a bit lackluster. I think that's more to do with the tiredness than anything. You just like even if you get on the right schedule for a week, your body knows it's three a.m. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. All right, let's talk about the, the matchup itself. Dominic Reyes. Um, same thing here, man. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think Dominic Reyes is the, the favorite for a reason. Um, again, I think a lot of it probably has to do with how good he looked against John sure. Jones. Uh, Jan Blachowicz will say, yeah, that was John Jones. That was not me. And, <laughs> and by the way, I didn't get to fight John Jones, so maybe I would have looked better against him, and that's all fair. Um, I will say this. I have come to really like Jan Blachowicz lately, Likewise. man. He was – you know, he went through a string of losses, and, um, you know, it obviously, you know – was always kind of reserved and quiet and he's not like a big talkative guy or whatever but man I like his attitude I like his spirit it's clearly he's got the power same, same thing again I, I don't want to say it's like Adesanya Costa I mean Dominic Reyes is not quite the level of striker that, that Adesanya is but to me this does have 
some 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 hints of similarities in the fact that Dominic Reyes is the much more mobile fighter, I think, whereas Jan is looking to land one big shot. Yeah, and it's interesting looking at their record. So, you know, Reyes is only losses to John Jones, right. which is as close as it could have been. Yep. And I think Reyes, you could argue, has looked increasingly better in every performance, right? Like As he's gone on, he's looked better and better and better. Reyes reminds me of one of those fighters where you know they're good, but you can't really explain like why they're good. It's kind of just like they're a, a jack of all trades. Right, so right, it's hard right. to say. Like, he's, oh, a, he's a great athlete. Yeah. He, <laughs> has he mentioned that? Um, no, but it, it, it's true. Like he just is a great all rounder. Right. Uh, uh, it's not like he has the greatest jujitsu on the planet. Not like yeah, he has the greatest not, wrestling. He's not on the taking planet. motherfuckers down. Like, right. He's not like just drilling them out either. You know, it's it. So he's an interesting guy. Whereas with Yan, we know like he wants to land the left hook, and put him to sleep and so in that mind it's actually funny in in light of the main event this idea of like movement versus power right perhaps the co-main event is actually more like that dom needs to get in get out uses uh, ability and stick and move and avoid the punch yeah, yeah and that's, it's actually probably more what they're building the main event for the co-main event i think rares a win i think he has goes back to the old mma like saying He's just got more tools, you know. He's just got more attacks from more areas, you know. So I think a win. I think it could end up being a decision because Yan doesn't really get finished all that often. So I think it could go five rounds, but I think it could be a dominant Reyes win. I, I think so too. That's that's my pick going in. I think it's funny, like from a USC perspective. I honestly think, as weird as this may sound, now maybe long term I'm wrong. Maybe long term for the USC. Dominic Reyes winning would be better because you still got that John Jones rematch lurking out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see that. But the idea of Jan Blachowicz winning, I almost think is better. I think it's nice for them when they can help grow in a market when they have somebody local. And Poland is one of the few markets in the entire world where there's a competitor that's actually bigger than them. KSW, the brand yeah. in Poland, is bigger than UFC. So it could actually help them grow in Poland. Well, you could do the wiley Joanna rematch with him defending a world title oh, on it, you know? Can you imagine? They yeah. would sell out a stadium there. They, sure. they could do That's like massive. They could do like I mean KSW has done 50,000 50 seat yeah. events. They could do with that lineup right there. They could do a 50,000 seat event. For sure. Wow. Yeah. Jan's bigger. <laughs> long term though, long term Dominic Reyes would be bigger for him. All right, uh let's talk about the rest of the main card. Anything else that like stands out to you really? I mean Kai Car France versus Brandon Royval. Uh Brandon Royval, what a what a uh, now I'm going to sound like Dana White when I say this. What a <laughs> sweet kid he is. You know what I mean? This is has anyone ever not been a kid? I mean, I, I know. He says kid all the time. But, man, Brandon Royval, when he came in the other day, I mean, it's his second USC fight. He opened up against Tim Elliott, picked up a win. What a hell of a debut that was. Now you're on a main card uh, against Kai Car France. Uh, but he's such a, a good dude where he's just like, man, this is – it's just kind of that. Oh shucks, man! I can't. Even, <laughs> I can't even believe I'm here right now. This is amazing. And um, but man, he, he beat Elliot in his debut, and and, and this is a good fight. Uh, Kai Car France, uh, you know, one of these city kickboxing guys, though, man. That that uh, man. That what what a, what a uh, I mean, what a, a run they're putting together as a right. team, right? I, I like it. You know, this does not necessarily pick a, a, the next number one contender out or anything like that. But I think this is going to be a fun fight. Well, you just beat me to it, so. The flyweight division's future seems to have been saved, seems to be established. I think so, too. But for that to remain the case, fights like this, where it's not for a direct title contender, where it's just to build the division, these need to deliver. I think it will, but these are the fights that need to still be... Yep. Uh, I remember an expression one time. We don't need the explosions. We need the bullets and the gun. You know, we mm. don't. So we just need this to be a fun fight that builds both guys. I agree. That's both a good guys. way to put it. So I think, that's, I think that's what we're looking at here. I think it will be. And I think, you know, 
City Kickboxing, I actually think they're like possibly one of the most underrated gyms in the world right now. Man. I think because they're not American and they're not they're not regular. Like you know, you get all right. of them at once instead of spread out. I think Coach Eugene Barryman is actually a bit of a wizard, or certainly like the loyalty he instills in his guys yeah, yeah. and the discipline seems to be pretty impressive. There is a great thing. I, man, I'm into. I, I, I'll be honest. I think I had a few frosty beverages at the time, but there's something on Fight Pass. I know. Shocking. When have you not? Shocking. I know. I feel like now. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. It's on UFC Fight Pass. There's like a. Have you seen this? There's a special about Eugene Barryman on there, and it's amazing. No, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm. Maybe I had too many drinks that night. <laughs> I, it, maybe I'm completely wrong. But but like what I can tell you is if Israel Adesanya could pick anyone to. No, that's you. that's it. It's <laughs> UFC Chronicles, fighter through and through. Watch this thing. I, I so Eugene has said he's never he's never officially retired, and he would take a fight if it worked. That's for him. what the, kind of some of this was about. You yeah. know that he'd still fight or whatever. I, I remember. Check it out on Fight Pass. UFC Chronicles is called Fighter Through and Through, and it's about Eugene Barryman. It's really good, and I think it did kind of. Uh, Show that a little bit, like show kind of some of the genius of him. Uh, 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 the best thing I ever remember about Eugene Barryman was that him, he's getting multiple shots of Salvation Radio guys were talking to him, and he was saying, you know, the, th- the difference between is you get a paycheck from these guys now. Know, What's going on, man? <laughs> nah, I love they those can't boys. afford it. Hey, I love I love those boys. <laughs> they do a good job. No, but they were talking to him, and uh, he was saying, you know. The difference between Izzy and like John Jones and the way John Jones's gym treats him and stuff like that. He was like, if Izzy did half the shit that John Jones did, he was like, first of all, you think he'd be allowed to train here? He was like, no. And he was like, secondly, he's like, you don't think like the twenty of us would take him out the back and just kick the fucking shit out That's of him? Awesome. He was like, and he was dead serious. He was like, yeah, yeah. he's like, me and the boys, old school. That's old school. He's like, we just take, take him out the back and fucking beat the shit out of him. And it's just it's like, when you see the guys, they clearly just love the guy. So I really like those guys. But back to the fights. Yeah, I think. Um, there's a wave of momentum, and it feels like this event is their event, and so I think yes, it does. I think Kai is there's some, a lot riding on it for Kai because you need to get the the, the 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 wave of momentum up to Israel, right? Yeah, it's up to him. So. I dig it. Uh, Sajar Eubank steps in on short notice for the quick turnaround against Ketlin Vieira, somebody that we thought was potentially a, a title contender, but you know lost last time out. So it's it's kind of a big fight for both of these uh, girls, Sajar Eubanks. Uh, you know, doesn't always get a, a, a lot of love and respect. I feel she's so underrated. I think so too, man. She I, is I fucking think people, funny. She's like fun to talk to. I completely agree, and I think this is a big moment for her, man. She she'd be on a three fight winning streak in twenty twenty. Just because she's a bit of a lippy bitch. I know. She's people don't like her. I completely agree with you, man. I enjoy like like man again. Pull back the curtain. Like what's it like being an MMA media journalist? Like you can have ten fighters come in and just not want to be there. Answer them in the same routines. Like if you. Not calling Jari Ubez cunt, but if you're like a cunt, <laughs> at least you're fucking interesting. Do you know? Uh, by the way, we were only seeing that because we were just talking about submission radio in Australia, <laughs> New Zealand. It's totally cool. Like they use it all the time. I didn't mean it's it because fine. she's a woman. I mean it's in fine. general. Like if you can't, okay, well, let's change it. It's fine. Like if you're a, if you're it's a fine. fucking dickhead, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a dickhead, at least you're interesting. I'd right. rather you come in and just be a dickhead right, because right. I'll be talking about you later yes. in the pub, being like he was a fucking dickhead. Right. But at least you're interesting. Like, if you come in, just roll for it. It's uh, like, it whatever they have for me. It doesn't do you any favors. Else. It doesn't do me any favors. Best camp of my life. It's just like, so I'd rather you be interested. And, it's, like, I don't find her to be, I, f- I think she's endearing. I right. find her, like, just pure honesty. Like, she's excited to be here. She's talking about her money. I enjoy her. So I, I So I think she's, people, I can't remember what fight it was, like, she did a fight in New York, and I feel like it really soured the fans, and they need to get the fuck over it. She's not that bad. I, I, I agree, man. I think she's been considerably underrated and I think overhated as well. Hakeem Duwadu and Zubera Tukigov. Uh, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I 
can't always say his name wrong. I keep no, I, mean, I just I, I don't recognize that name. Uh, Tuhugov. <laughs> I always say Tuhugov. It's Tuhugov. Uh, but Hakim Duwadu. Uh, first of all, Hakim Duwadu. Uh, people that listen for a long time know that I, I uh, I've always been a big fan of Hakim Duwadu. And man, has he come into his own in terms of like being comfortable speaking? He used to be like very shy, yep. very reserved. I know you actually interviewed him uh, earlier this week, and then, of course he did the media day as well. He's so just like. Enjoy he smiled, John. Yeah, he, he smiled. smiled. He's mean, Hakeem, but he's actually he's he's actually smiling. Well, now. I did I did hear he was like I think four to six pounds under where he usually is. At that this probably point. has something to do with do it. Do you reckon? This, yeah. And and Zubaira, man, this is a tough one. A guy that um, is is well respected for his abilities, but you know how to draw, had a loss, and I know you. That's why I kept saying who. I just, I got I just it don't now. recognize I didn't him. get it. I thought you were making fun of me for saying his <laughs> no, damn name wrong. No, I just, I just, now I got I don't, it. The MacLife.com does not really want you recognizing Zubaira. I, I, I just don't know who that is. Yeah, it's too funny. Too funny. I got it now. Yeah, Much I couldn't believe it flew over your it, fucking that head twice, head. dude. I spelled it back to you. Anyway. Well done, sir. That was yeah. a great inside no, joke. I'll tell you what. No. By the way, how about a funny one? Yeah, don't, 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 don't say anything good about him. I was about to. No, 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 We've already, we've already lost one man his job. We don't need to lose another man his job. Thank you. Uh, but I, I, I thought it was funny that uh, Zubaira. So we asked. I asked Akeem, like, what do you know about Zubaira? He's like, oh, he's the guy that punched Conor McGregor. So I asked Zubaira. Now it sucked because he didn't have a translator, and I'm not ragging on him. Like I, he, he was doing well in English, like way better in English than I would do in Russian, obviously, but it doesn't come across as clearly, and when you're kind of making a joke, like you want the most vocabulary possible to, to like the joke or whatever, but I was like, hey, like we asked Hakeem, and he was like, uh, what does he know about you? He said he knows you're the dude that punched Conor McGregor. I'm like, what do you think about that? He's like, ah, well, people know me that way, it's cool. I wish we could have got his full answer, though, because like, no, oh, that's... That's your that's your legacy, but don't yeah. come on. Anyway, moving on to the preliminary <laughs> card. Yeah. Uh, no, I just want to talk about uh, preliminary card. Anything that stands out to me, of course, to me, uh, Diego James Sanchez be, being on the preliminary card. Um, by the way, see, I have Zabar to avoid. You have Diego's coach to avoid. Oh yes, he does not like me one bit at all. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, though, man, you know what? He allowed the interview to happen. He didn't butt in. He wasn't mean. Was it him who allowed like it, or just the universe and its spirit? It was. It might have been self awareness expected. It allowed yeah. it to happen. Uh, he was in there <laughs> and did not interrupt, was which was open. nice. Uh, see, it's not me. Yeah, Josh, it's him. <laughs> uh, but no, listen. Uh, I will say, it's, I think it's worth checking out if you if you have time to go check out like the uh, the uh, the video on our YouTube page or on MMA Junkie. Look, Diego, and he even touched on it. He said, "Listen, I, I know people don't think you know or have talked about." It. He's like. Listen to how coherent I am. Listen to how well I'm spoken right now. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I think it's worth checking out. He did say, listen, it's over. I got about four fights left, and that's going to be that. Um, but, yeah, Diego fighting. Look, it's funny Diego's in a rough spot here. It's funny because while we were talking, Diego Sanchez just tweeted, it's hard to believe that after 1,722 head strikes and 500 stitches, no man has my longevity. Yes, maybe I did find some universal secrets. <laughs> God bless Diego Sanchez. I love him. Man. He's a he's legend, man. man. I wish, I man. wish his, I wish his, you know, uh, I, instructor, coach is. Uh, I don't. I wish, I wish he didn't hate us the way he does because I love Diego. I really do. I think Diego is. Uh, you're missing when he's gone, sort of thing. Although I did see he did an interview. I think it was with the Shmo actually, and he was like, "I want a BJ Penn like performance." I was like, "Do you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you sure?" Fucking careful what you wish for, bro. But um, I really like Diego. It's hard not to like Di- Diego. Is um, for as quirky, we'll say as yeah, he is. Definitely. He's a good dude, man. He's like a really good soul, and he's really, really 
if you see him interacting with everybody, yeah, super friendly, super loving and giving. And I think uh, I, I've, I've, it's been a long time since I told the story, but I'll just tell it real quick. Yeah, he was fighting Mexico City. Uh, my wife and kid were with me um, at, at the fight week of Mexico City because my wife's from Mexico, as a lot of people know. Um, and we just happened to be in the lobby of the fighter hotel because we were staying at the same hotel. Uh, it was me and my wife and my son. Diego Sanchez was there. And, 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 again, we're, like, across the lobby from each other. It was just like a, kind of one of those, like, heads up. Like, hey, what's up, man, bro? How you doing? Yeah, good. I had a quick little wave. And Diego Sanchez actually walked over, pulled my son aside, and was like, your dad is the best. He's the yeah. great. And I'm like, dude, for, for, for somebody to, like, take their time out of the way. Hall of Famer. On, a Hall of Famer on fight week. You know what I mean? To take that time, well, he, he has has no requirement yeah. to do that. No, to do that, and not even to come over and say that to me or you know to big up me, yeah, but to instill kid. into my son that your dad is a, is a respectable figure yeah. that will stick with me forever. And that's why it, it kind of pains me when I see, uh, you know, some of the, the stuff is happening the, the, with Joshua Fabia not liking us and thinking we're trying to be mean to him and not like I, I love Diego. Well, also Diego's the guy. I believe there's a very famous clip that goes around of him. He uh, a Down syndrome guy wanted to have an MA fight and he agreed. Yes, and, you know, like yes, yes, like. yes. You don't do that if you're a cunt. You know, That's you don't. It. You know, or a dickhead. Or a dickhead. I mean, look, we can pick either <laughs> word. Here, right? They're the same in my language, so it's not a gender thing. <laughs> Let's just get that clear. I will say the rest of the prelims. I want to say this. I think the prelims are going to be fun. Uh, Alex De Silva, young kid, 24 years old, impressive career record. Uh, maybe not the pedigree of opponents that you would expect um, from somebody with that flashy of a record, but still, um, amazing record. A lot of finishes. Brad Riddell, City Kickboxing, um, ha- ha- you know, wants to come in and do something special. He was cool. He was cool at media. Great, great story there, man, about how he wants to fight. Um, He's had nothing but fight of the nights in the UFC. Ludovic Klein, I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of his tape, if I'm being honest. He came in on short notice. Uh, First Slovakian uh, UFC fighter means a lot to him. But he only has one decision in his 18 career fights, and he's going against another city kickboxing product in Shane Young. So I think that's going to be a fun fight. Shane Young's cool. And then Alexa Kamer versus William Knight. I love this fight. Two uh, Dana White's Contender Series uh, products. I think both of them uh, have some real potential. And it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because William Knight, um, I asked him, one of the things I asked him was, hey, you know, listen, the, the only loss of your career, of course, is to Tefan Chukwi, who is in the, in the uh, UFC now as well. He came through the Contender Series. And, and, and William Knight is a fun guy to talk to. And he was talking about how him and Alexa Kamer were set up to fight before, remember, and, 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 and it didn't happen. It was on the regional stage, so he almost feels like this is a little bit of destiny that they're meeting together again. And then so I asked him, I was like, okay, well, if that's destiny, is it destiny too that, you know, Tefan Chukwi made it into the UFC just after you did, now you can have a rematch? And he was like, if you go back and you watch that fight, he's like, you'll see, man. Like, I, I was like, I – I called that fight. I was I was on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do, do you do you not realize I was doing commentary for that fight? You like, go back and rewatch it and yeah. maybe turn the volume up, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so listen, I think this is going to be a fun card. I mean, obviously, the, the, as far as you know, what people are most interested in, it's at the, it's at the top of the bill. But I think it's going to be uh, a, a really fun card. You know, we talk about the big fight feel, and I haven't. An anticipation that when Paulo and Izzy are there facing each other, you have a big fight for you. You're gonna feel it in the air. Yeah. So we had last time we were here, Jorge and Usman obviously was just yeah. like some fucking shit is about to go down. Yeah. It didn't, but you know we felt like it could. Uh, <laughs> there was the potential. <laughs> you know it felt like something might happen, and then it just didn't. But and then da- Till and Whitaker also for me that 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 was much more tense to watch the fight. That like, was a tense fight. I man. think that the silence and you really amplified the tenseness. And I think Izzy and Paulo. 
I think when they're there and Bruce is fucking doing the whole thing, I think like it's going to be like, oh, shit. I agree. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this fight. All right, a couple other quick, uh, quick topics I want to talk about. Hamza Chimaev, of course, he's been the guy, right? Is he yep. born here in Fight Island? The legend <laughs> yes, of Hamza Chimaev was born. It's, it's now since come to Vegas. I mean, that performance the other night, you can't say enough about it. All the hype around him to come in and deliver. can't say enough about it because it lasted 17 seconds. Dude, I'm telling you right now, a one-punch KO on, on all the hype that was around him, and that's incredible. Um, but it came out this week, uh, and Dana White confirmed it today. You know, Hamza announced, hey, they promised me a main event. Five rounds. Um, it's we uh, Dana White confirmed that day, so they need, still need an opponent. It's going to be in Vegas, so it's not going to be in Fight Island. Uh, it's going to be back, which makes sense if you think about it. They had a hard time getting him a visa. I think the last thing you would do is take him right back out of the country, like get, get him in there. Um, but we know it's going to be would, a main That event. would imply to me that Damian Meyer is not it. Yeah, you're right. That would imply to me if he's doing a main event. That would imply to me Damian Meyer went hey. So you know, I don't think I don't think Damian I think Damian Maya would take the fight. I don't, of course he would. I, but you know, listen, I asked about it. Look, and so I'll just say it. I'll, I'll stop you from saying that because I said it at the post-fight press conference. I was like, ah, listen, uh, do we need to kill Damian? Yeah, come on, we don't need to do this to Damian. And I love Damian, man. He's so talented. Um, and Hamzat is still saying he wants to go at him. Uh, you know, respects his grappling that sort of thing. But. Um, I think I mean you threw out a name. Are you are are you willing to throw that name out and say that you're predicting that, or it's just a name that that no. you think makes sense, or the name you want to see? No, I would I would just throw out the name because I saw their social media. I saw Hamzat say he had a contract on the same day Michael Perry said he had a contract. All right. I also know that Mike Perry's wanted to fight him, so I'm not fucking like a genius here. I'm just assuming. I like it. I'll be honest with you. My I only like question it. is, isn't Mike in timeout? Supposedly, oh, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that could be a problem. Or maybe he completed not they, everything. No, if they fucking threw him a contract. Maybe if he, yeah, maybe he completed everything. But he says I he have has my one. doubts. <laughs> Mike, let me, let me, let me fucking look up the Twitter before I find out I've completely misspoke. But I'm. He said he had it. Well, maybe, he, maybe uh, so. Maybe it's not about agreement. Maybe it's like it's just a new, a new contract. Which you can always sign a new promotional agreement. But not have your bout agreement. Oh, three, yet. D- three days ago, he tweeted at Kamzat. I was nine zero with nine KOs once. Kamzat at Kamzat. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I would take that fight a hundred times over Damian Maya. Yeah, hold on. I think I just found it. Yeah, so Mike Perry posted on Instagram. Just signed a contract. Got big news. Gonna do it. And then change the caption. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Change the caption? So, yeah, I think so. He, he, his original Instagram caption was, wow, we're really getting into the secrets here. How do you... Just signed a contract. You can edit your Instagram caption. But how do you know what the original one is? So, he's posted on... Someone posted on Reddit right. with the oh, original caption. okay, okay, okay. And now if you go on the caption now, it's changed. Sleuthing right here, man. Fuck, Look bro. at the, the Mac life putting in work. W- watch when this turns out to be complete bollocks. And <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> But yeah, so he changed it from just signed a contract to going to do it my way again. And then it's obviously him and the fucking bird with him. There's nothing going to be like amplifying <laughs> the lack Wait, of Wait, court- so he went, from, he went from I just signed a new contract? No, no, no. Just signed a contract, got big news, fight coming soon, to going to do it my way again. Oh, he just added that on the No, end. no, he just he erased the original and then put Gun to it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you went from, I got a contract, the fight's coming up to... Yeah, because his manager's probably I like, what are you fucking doing? You haven't way. signed... No, he's... <laughs> dude, can you imagine... What will amplify Hamza? She may have fight more than quiet, 
ice pack appliance and going, doing great. <laughs> that did, sorry. I like Mike too. Hey, I would love to see but that I, I think that's a great fight. Uh, okay, so it, if everyone just ignores the last seven minutes of pure conjecture and, yeah. and speculation, yeah, yeah. which that is all it is. And it's still a great fight. I love it. I, because, listen, I, there, I'm not – not that stylistically it wouldn't be amazing to see Hamzat tested against Damian Maia's incredible jiu-jitsu, but I know Damian's got, like, one fight left, and I just – to me, he's earned the Although, right not to be thrown Dana to said the Mike, Dana said it was going to be a ranked opponent. Mike Perry's not ranked at well, right? Eh, that's easy to change. They <laughs> <laughs> can move those around. Imagine if it was Lawler. Ooh, that's – I mean, Lawler ain't scared of nobody. He'll take that fight. That he probably has no – there's no way Robbie Lawler knows who Hamza Shemayev is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, if I read you off the – from 10 to 15. Okay, because that's that, where it's probably going to be. It's not going to be a top 10. So – In fact, he went out of his way to say the other day, like, top five is off limits yeah, right yeah. now. So, if we presume it's top 10. or Yeah, 10 to 15, right? We're going yeah. 10 to 15. Yeah, so – I mean, just to prove how great the UFC rankings are, uh, there's no ranked 11. There's just two ranked 10s. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Neil Magny, which I think would be a good fight. Somebody t- – okay, sorry, I don't have it right now. Somebody hit me up on Twitter and they said, what do you think about Neil Magny and Shemaev? And I said, you know what? I love that fight, except for me, why does, Magny, why does Magny always have to be the measuring stick? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't I've, make Magny I, I wanted Chiesa, but he's an eight. But I thought Michael Chiesa would be good. But, but Magny, Vincente Luque – Good fight. Jeff Neal. Nate Diaz. Probably not. Fucking Nate Diaz down at That'd 13. Fight, he's about no to fight fucking that, away. Yeah. Pettis, never. L- Robbie Lawler, 15. Yeah. So you'd, you'd, you'd probably say Magni, Luke, or Jeff Neal, right? I'd say, yeah, but, I mean, Robbie, Robbie Lawler, maybe he's frustrated and just wants to fight again. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, I didn't, you know Against what I mean? Against fucking the murderer. I mean, Robbie Lawler wants to, you think. I know, man, but Robbie could be fighting. What'd you take? His soul. Yeah. How, there, 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 there. I think, how many years ago is that? Oh, it's been a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I, th- I, think, I think Magny would be an amazing, but like you said, he like, you know, like the guy's won so many fights and he's just still like, you just chill there. We'd like to use you to work yeah, out. Yeah, give him the fight. Like, let him be the A-side. Like, he's not the A-side in that fight. Yeah. Oh, I hate saying that term, the A-side. I think that's such a boxing term. It is but, a massive boxing but in, but. In that sense, you know what I mean? Like, you let him be the guy. But ironically enough, ha- uh, Hamza versus Mike would do way bigger than... I, I love it. I love that fight because I, l- I love the fight because you know Mike's going to come in and scrap. You know what I mean? Like, he's not coming to to wrestle. He's not... I mean, he's coming to bang. And the build-up would be so fun because Hamza's got that subtle, you know, little the bit... The face-off will be incredibly entertaining. Oh, my God. Come on. But also, I think we've reached a point now where we need to see uh, someone really fucking go at him. You yeah. know, like, just... Okay, so it might last... X amount of seconds or whatever, but we need someone to just attack him. You right. know, not not like turtle up and survive, not walk away and lead into the power hand. We need right. someone to be like, "I'll fucking get you." That's what like, and I don't, I don't, I don't need to beat on Gerald. Imagine Mearshart. if Hamza has no chin. I know we don't, dude. Like, I don't want to beat on Gerald Mirashar, man. Like, I know he's upset at what happened the other day, but like the fact that all we saw out of you was like circling and moving back and stumbling against the cage, and then you get clipped. Like, ah, not, not your greatest day. Yeah. I Although I thought I thought it was an early stoppage, to be honest. With you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe you should fucking overturn that. I agree. I want to see somebody go at him. All right, listen. Uh, 
We're gonna be here for a while. Hope, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you enjoy Oscar Willis. Yeah, hopefully man. enjoy your hot team. Gonna not, you're gonna get real tired of him yeah. real soon. Uh, but if you do, by the way, if you do like it, make sure you're uh, make sure you're logged in. Make sure you rate us, review us, leave us some feedback. We like that. Make sure if you want to take it to the next level, you go over to Patreon.com/slash The MMA Roadshow. You'll have the exclusive home of the and a half episodes. Let me give a shout out to Cold Coffee for still producing these bad boys, even though he's at home. And uh, listen, it's kind of nice to. Uh, We'll take another round. Shall of we get another round? Yes, I'll have one more round. Thank are you. You, are you. You can't be tapping out right now, sir. I'm pretty tired. We've been talking a lot of gibberish on this podcast. Anyway, sorry, I ruined your end. No, Excellent. not at all. I'll, I'll have one more. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>